This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Lorax. He speaks for the trees. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that's in black and white solving a murder mystery. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss what makes a good noir film. Mm-hmm. Noir films are interesting. Um, it, there's kind of no real definition to a noir film. Yeah, I like was, I, I was doing some research and there's like, there's noir and then there's like neo-noir. Mm-hmm. But the really on, the only difference between a neo noir and a noir is that a neo noir is kind of like modern. Yeah, it's like, it's like hey, th- this is like the same concept, but just with like modern themes. Yeah, like, like usually okay, I, I do like the but, definition for the films, but there is no real definition. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, it's like a noir film when they were first kind of coming out were then technically neo noir films because. Mm-hmm. At that time, those were the modern themes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of all neo-noir. I, I guess so. I mean, there there is, like, some things that, like, you can say, like, what really is a noir film. Um, I mean, you can see it from, like, a couple of video games, too. Like, obviously, like, L.A. Noir name in it. <laughs> but, like, that kind of is, like, a good interpretation. So for me, like noir films are always like these like films that take place between like 1930 and 1950 and they're always like black and white and it's always something to do with like a murder mystery slash like solving a murder right um and that's literally what i think of as a noir film yeah i mean wikipedia's definition (laughs) of film noir is is a french so it's it's a french term noir Mm -hmm. Uh, and is a cinematic term used primarily to describe stylish Hollywood crime dramas, particularly those that emphasize cynical attitudes and, mo- and motivations. Uh, the 1940s and 50s are generally regarded as a classic period of American film noir. Film noir of this era is associated with low-key black and white visual style that has roots of German expressionist cinematography. Mm-hmm. So it's very like um, uh, European. Yes, and you always have like a tough guy as like your main character. Like a tough guy wearing like a three piece suit trying to figure things out. You know what's uh what's funny? Mm-hmm. I um I was I was like going through and I was like let me think of like some of my favorite noirs and then it kind of like uh, I, and then I found a whole bunch of noirs that I've never even heard of and I was yeah, like me these too. these are interesting I definitely want to like see these and one that like came up that I was like I guess that is technically a noir film was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and I was kind, like, kind of, and yes. I was like, technically, that is a noir mm-hmm. in a in a way. Um, and I was like, wow, I just never would have like put it in that, like, n- never thinking about that. I was like, I would have never like called it that, you know? No, I know that is interesting though because it does have like all the the themes to it. Yeah, like a a mystery set in like the nineteen forties. You just have a cat, or you have a rabbit. <laughs> have as, a cat. You have Who a cat. Who framed Roger Rabbit? The <laughs> Who cat. Who rabbit, rabbit, cat. <laughs> but you just have a rabbit as, like, your main protagonist for it. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it, that was, a, that was, like, an interesting find for me. Yeah, I mean, when I think of, like, noir films, I always end up thinking, and this is just, like, from me recently, um, Sin City is... It's definitely a noir film. Probably one of the better ones of, like, our generation, um, just because it is, like, all those things of, like, the black and white, like, the grittiness, that, like, 
punch first, ask questions later, solving a mystery. Marv. But yeah, Marv. <laughs> Marv's story is cool. Yeah. And it's done in three different stories. Yeah. So you have something to kind of like take away from each one that all intertwine. Yeah. So for me, that was like always a cool one. The Watchmen. Yes. Kind of is, is, yeah. is like kind of bordering Neo-noir. that, like, you know, noir I, style. Exactly. Uh, Blade Runner is always Blade like a Runner big one for me. absolutely a noir. It, um, Blade it, Runner 2049 is obviously one yes. as well. Um, seven, I would seven say, like definitely, definitely a neo noir style because yeah. neo noir is very interesting as well. Yeah, um, I, th- I guess if I had, because again, like w- like we were saying, there isn't like it's so hard to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. In my like from what I was doing, it's like it like I said, like neo noir just kind of means like it's a modern take on it. Yeah. Um, but. I guess I kind of like the neo-noir better than the regular noir. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I, I looked up, like, some neo-noir stuff, and there are some that, like, are kind of hit and miss with me. Um, two of which were Nightcrawler and Nocturnal Animals, where I was kind of, like, going back and forth. I was like, is that technically a noir film? Like, it doesn't really fit the build to it. But then again, too, what is technically neo-noir? Right, yeah. Um. So those were two that like I was. But who's kinda... classifying that as a neo noir film? I guess is the real question. Is like that exactly. was, was that just like some random guy or was that like? No, that's um the one uh, YouTube channel that I follow, Screened, that like talk oh, okay. about films a lot. Which so technically that is one random guy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them, but yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, like, I, like I wonder if we went on IMDb and like looked up the genre of let's say like Nightcrawler, like what, where would that? Well, let, let's see. I mean, I feel like it would be like a mystery film. Um, while you're looking that up too, like I also want to talk about like seven. Like seven is probably one of the better ones to come out in quite a while, where you have two detectives solving this case in a very gritty fashion, where it is the seven deadly sins, right? And you have an antagonist who is barely known throughout the film, um, and it's all just trying to like figure out like who he is and where he is, and. It, it's not done in a black and white style, and it's definitely not done between 1930 and 1950, but it has, like, this noir feel to it because it is so gritty and because it is a mystery film. Yeah, so looking at Nightcrawler, genres, crime, drama, and thriller, which I guess noir, like, is kind the, of a The crime? umbrella of noir is like, yes, there's a crime, it's a thriller, and it mm-hmm. is a drama in a way. But that doesn't, I don't know, I, I kind of disagree that Nightcrawler is a, new, yeah. a neo-noir I, film. I wouldn't say that one. Um, um, but let's, we've been talking about just, like, noir films, but mm-hmm. we haven't really spoke about, like, what really, really makes a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I made a little, I made a smart, a, a small list. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first being that, like, I feel like in most noirs, you kind of have to have, like, a really, like, seedy kind of, like, setting. Yeah. Uh, like it's gotta downtown. be dirty, gross, nasty, um, and like and, the underbelly of crime. Yeah. So like, kind of seeing you know the seedy underground of things, and and uh, I feel like that's kind of like a staple in classic noirs. Yeah. I mean, I talked about Blade Runner. Like, even though it is set in the future, it's so gritty and gross. Like on the actual planet that they're on, um, and it has this kind of like neon tokyo vibe to it while still being like gross yeah and i think that was like one of the things where it's a staple point of a noir film um i think darkness also has to play a factor into it as well like dark you shouldn't be able to see a lot in a noir (laughs) film until 
it's time to like show light of what's going right. on. Right. There's a lot of it's got to be very shadowy and and whatnot. Very contrasty, I guess would be like the word. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. And like also dark though in like a in like the sense of the mood mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like kind of going hand in hand with the seediness of the setting there's got to be like a darkness as well of like your characters right like they got to be like really shitty people kind of right and like yeah. the thing that some the, the thing that they are investigating has to be kind of like this horrific whatever right mm-hmm. um so i think that like you know a darkness obviously a mystery needs to be yeah there has to there. be like either a mystery to be solved or like a murder case to be solved. Right. Which is hand in hand with a mystery because you don't know who did it. I think Um, Vertigo is a good uh, example of that as well. Yeah. I love Vertigo. Oh yeah, it's great. I think Alfred Hitchcock, while he's very good at being the grandfather of horror, he's also a very good mystery teller. Mm -hmm. And I think Vertigo was like one of those films that like, really encapsulated like a good mystery with like a twist at the end yeah vertigo's great mm-hmm. um i don't i don't know if it really holds up that well like it's, watching eh. it now like you you go back and you watch it yes. and you're like wow that is a bad green well, yeah. screen because <laughs> like when when he like steps on the ledge and then looks down yeah. and it's like the, <laughs> the zoom in and out and then like the actual yeah. vertigo like a fucking circle right. spinning it's yeah. like eh. It's a little, it's a little, but uh, it's still a great movie. Yeah, I love it. Um, something else I wrote down was that nothing is black and white, and what I mean by what I meant by that is not the color. Um, mm-hmm. I meant like the characters' decisions, the motives, like who they are, the things that they say, uh, you know, answers that they get, whatever it may be. Like nothing is just what it is. Yeah. Like I think it's so important for a noir film to be like, okay, you know, there, this is the answer that you're looking for. But is that person telling you the truth? Are they not? There needs to be, there's, like I said, just nothing is black and white. There is no absolutes. Yeah, there is like this mystery to like everybody. And that's what I wrote down too is like, I think a big part of it too is having the main character be flawed. Yeah. Um, Like having flawed characters throughout the film really kind of pushes that boundary of like, you know, are they doing this for the right motive or are they doing this for themselves? Yeah. And that always leads to like, my last thing that makes a good noir film is a big twist ending. You think so? You think that's like kind of necessary? I, I think there there deserves to be a twist ending for most points. Um, like obviously with Seven, like the big twist was that John Doe won. Like he he killed Brad Pitt's wife in the film and like made Brad Pitt's character be the last Seven Deadly Sin. Well, let me ask you a question, Zach. Mm-hmm. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? <laughs> it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. That's what's in the box. <laughs> um, I think, too, like, in terms of Vertigo again, um, the the female that, like, he is searching after, like, basically, like, changing who she is mm-hmm. um, when he's getting too close. Like, that was kind of, like, a cool twist ending. And then, of course, like, you know, her faking her death and then finding out, like a year later that she's still alive and then basically dying the same way that she yeah. said that she was going to. Yeah. Like that was like a big thing for me where it was like, okay, here's this twist ending to it. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess I would say that, I don't know if I would necessarily that it's like necessary, but I guess kind of going like, if you're kind of going throughout the film and you're un- trying to unravel this mystery and you're going through and, 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 and you're finally getting to the point 
it being kind of like a twist or a shocking ending definitely makes it more gratifying. Yes. Um, while I haven't seen Chinatown all the way through, I know like bits and pieces of it. I've heard that there is like a very, very big like twist ending with it. Yeah, Zach, it's Chinatown. Yeah, it's Chinatown. <laughs> Come on, Zach, it's Chinatown. But that also would be a, like a really good noir film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and my last thing that I wrote was that I kind of feel like your lead character kind of has to be a loner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I feel like that's kind of necessary. I don't know why. Like, yeah, because Seven is, Seven is the only one that I have in here that like is where there's partners. Um, as well as like I would put Pulp Fiction in like a noir style at least for Jules and um Vincent Vincent's like character arc like that is kind of the noir style to it but, I guess yeah but y- yeah like, you know now that you're like mentioning it like thinking back like the whole Bruce Willis side story feels like a noir side story yeah because um, he's the boxer yeah and then Jules and Vincent obviously can sort of be there um the story with Ju- uh, with Vincent, Vincent and Marcellus Wallace's girl. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. But that could also, that could have been a scene in a noir film. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I put that in there, at least in noir. Um, But yeah, like, loners are always, like, the big thing where there's always, like, the girl that kind of sways him, but, like, doesn't really until the end, if anything. Yeah. Um, and Blade Runner is like a perfect example of that. You you have uh I forget his name, Ricker Riker. In uh twenty forty nine? No, no, in um in the original. Yeah, who cares? All right. It's not that well, good of a movie. Well both. Like for both films, um you have like the loner just going out and then just doing everything by themselves. Um I think cool way too was in the second one with Ryan Gosling's version where he has the girl but she's not real. She's just a hologram basically Deckard. Deckard. <laughs> what is Rickard? Who am I? <laughs> um but yeah, like with Ryan Gosling's one, like he has the girl, but not really. Um Deckard has the girl kind of at the end, but not really. Yeah. I don't know. Kay I just love, I just really enjoy 2049 so much more mm-hmm. than the original that like I I don't know like I I understand why it's considered such a classic and it and it absolutely is a noir film yeah but like it is just not that good <laughs> I don't know man like it literally is that thing where it's like we did it once and I was kind of like eh about it and then I cannot stop thinking about it. Like I'm just like, man, fucking Blade Runner kicks ass. I just don't I don't I don't know, man. The the the, the side stories that happened in that movie and the I don't know, it just did yeah. not it didn't land with me at all. But twenty forty nine absolutely landed with me. Mm-hmm. Um and twenty forty nine is arguably a lot slower. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that just that I, I just enjoy slow movies. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um I don't enjoy boring movies though. Yeah. But I like a good slow burn. You enjoy boring movies. Like what? What movies do I like that would be considered boring besides maybe a ghost story? Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. It's <laughs> a boring movie. <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, <laughs> got you by the balls there, don't I? Yeah, you got me. All right. Oh, damn it. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I wrote down, you know, that was kind of like my list of like what kind of makes a good noir. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we're kind of on the same page of what makes a noir. Yeah. Um, and, the, and you know, doing like the research that I said, like there's definitely a, a handful of films that I really need to really see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been a few like modern ones that I really like, uh, you know, 2018 movies that came out. Uh, I don't remember. It was called like The Kid Detective, I think is what it yes, was called. I heard really that good things looked, about that. That looked kind of interesting and cool. There's a movie with what's his name? Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt called Brick. Yes. That looks really cool that I've never seen that are kind of like falling in that like neo-noir uh, genre. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely like movies out there that I, I definitely want to like now watch mm-hmm. doing like a little bit of research on the topic itself. Yeah. And that's... What we think a noir film is. <laughs> uh, do you have a recommendation? I do. Um, so, I showed my fiance this show probably about like a couple of days now. Um, I watched it years ago and absolutely loved it. And it kind of goes a little hand in hand with this film or with this genre uh, genre topic. But um, the creator is Alice Hertz, who did the show Gravity Falls. On Disney. I don't know what that is. So Gravity Falls is a Disney animated show that is basically like Disney just doing Twilight Zone and X-Files smashed together. Okay. And normally I would be like, oh, well, like it's Disney. Like it's kind of very selected where it's kid humor. It's kid stuff. It's kid stuff. I think it came out in like 2014. Um, But it has like this really cool vibe to it where like it is more jokes for adults and it it does do it for kids as well but like it it takes into the account that like you know adults are probably going to watch this too and while like the first couple of episodes like in any show are just kind of like meaningless like you know here's a thing here's a thing here's a thing and then around like episode like 12 or 13 it starts kind of building like this actual full-on mystery that you're kind of picking up the pieces each episode because what it is is uh, a brother and sister that go to live with their great uncle Stan in the place called Gravity Falls, which is one of the most notorious places to be like haunted and then also have like weird like creature sightings and everything like that. And they work at like the mystery shack where he owns it. <laughs> um, the S falls off like three episodes in, so it's the mystery hack. <laughs> uh, but he, the main character Dipper from the brother and sister finds a book that has like everything written down of like all of the weird things that are in this town and then trying to like solve everything as he goes. And then you have two seasons of it. So like by the end of the season, you find out like some stuff where, you know, the uncle has something to do with everything as well. And there's like, it, it's come out already, so th- I can spoil it. Ah, um, but but I don't by want the, it to be ruined for me. Well, you might not watch it. I, I probably won't. Yeah. Uh, by the end of it, basically, there's the devil. This is kind of like that other show that you told me about. Steven Universe? No, no, no. Um, like, that was kind of like about, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, what the hell was it? The animated movie with Elijah Wood. The animated t- television series with Elijah Wood where they were, like, in the woods, the brothers. And they were, like you know, frolicking and then they would like go into a different town or whatever. And then oh was, yeah. Like, yeah. Over the garden wall, over the garden. Yeah. Wall. That, yeah. that show was cool. Um, same sense. Like this is very, this is kind of like a dark yet very uplifting show. 
And I really enjoy Gravity Nothing Falls. like something that can knock you down and then bring you right back yep. up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like X-Files and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah. Nice. Gravity Falls. Uh, yeah, what are we doing next week? So, it's funny that you are actually we, brought it up. Are we doing... Is it is it Halloween next week? Are we starting October? No. no. Okay, I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. I don't. I don't know like what our recording schedule and then how things get released and... So I guess we got one more week of regular movies and then yeah, one more week and then and then scary spooky. Yeah, scary spooky stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, I love. I I love. I oh, fucking. Yeah. I put stuff already out like three months ago <laughs> of like what I want to do and what I want to talk about. The uh, the new the new Halloween movie looks sort of better than the the mo- what was it 2018's version. Mm-hmm. I, I heard really like 2018's version, but. This this is this Halloween, Halloween kills. kills looks uh it looks pretty cool. It looks way better. <laughs> I also heard a lot of good things about Candyman. I did you ever see the original? Yeah. Okay, good. I like Candyman. Yeah, I like the first one a lot. I didn't really care enough. I don't know. I I saw the trailer for Candyman and I was like, eh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It just it seemed whatever to me. So I really don't know. But, but the um, actor is great. Yeah, he's got a huge penis. Probably. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, In he, my apartment. Well, no, I've seen it because he was uh. He plays, um, what's his name? He plays Dr. Manhattan oh, right, 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 in yeah. uh, The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he's just like naked, yeah. of course. And you got to see Dr. Manhattan's penis like at least once. <laughs> he was also Black Manta Ray in the Aquaman movie. I've never watched those. He Well, Black Manta Ray has a huge penis. So it just <laughs> it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, too, that like you, you brought up the movie before. Because like also while checking out all these noir films, I was like, man, I really want to check this out. And that's Brick. Oh, Brick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to do Brick next because it looks really cool. Um, It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's him as a teenager solving the mystery of his like dead girlfriend, girlfriend I think. That, I think it was his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's trying to be a detective, but he's in high school. So yeah. like, it seems like it's like that dark yet comedy mix that could be cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>